Hey everyone, it's Catherine with Ultra Health and Wellness Coaching Podcasting. So much for joining this week. Just a little reminder, if you haven't already, hit subscribe so you be sure to catch every single episode. And if you haven't started following me on Instagram or Facebook, be sure to find me. Handle is Ultra Health and Wellness, all spelled out, one word. And also visit my website, ultrahealthandwellnesscoaching.com. And be sure to contact me. There's at the bottom of the page, there's contact information. Be sure to drop your information in there and we can set up your free 30-minute discovery session. Totally free for you. We talk about your goals, how we're going to get you there. It's not me trying to sell you on coaching services for the whole 30 minutes. Trust me, it's totally your time. So we're going to jump on into today's episode because the talk has already started about New Year's resolutions. As a health coach, I love this because I am a firm believer in having personal goals that promote self-growth, especially in the health and real wellness realm of things. You know, you have the goal of like paying off debt, which is great totally go for that goal but I also you know I'm a health coach so ones that have like you know starting a healthy eating pattern starting exercise starting stress management talking mindset I am like that is my jam I am all game for that and I can talk hours upon that so Here's to a year of success and let's start now. And I know in your head, you're probably like envisioning like putting on the brakes of a car and being like, what, Catherine? It's not even Christmas and we're still a few weeks away from the New Year's holiday. And this is a really busy time. You must be crazy. I'm not. Totally hear me out on this. We know that this is a busy time of year. Our schedules are pretty much packed every weekend and trying to fit in just like the normal things of life seems like a challenge, right? So here you're probably like, okay, you're acknowledging this, but you're telling me to start on my New Year's resolutions. This doesn't make sense. But what it does do is it will make sense because if you start with these healthy habits and patterns at the busiest time of year, when New Year's rolls around, you're already going to start to have formed habits because it takes about three-ish weeks for things to become a habit. I want to mention for if you're trying to change dietary, it's going to be a little bit longer than three weeks because it takes time for your taste buds to change. Trust me, I know this. Uh, coming from, you know, emotional eating and binge eating background, sweets and sugar was my thing. And I didn't think I could ever give it up. But I could. And now, since my taste buds have completely changed from how they used to be, things like I'm eating a carrot and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this carrot is so sweet. Or if I go somewhere and they give me sweetened tea instead of decaf tea, I'm not decaf, unsweetened tea. I'm like, like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm drinking maple syrup. Trust me, your taste buds will change. So, you know, getting back on how long habits take, we're about a few, about three weeks, let's just say, when this podcast will come out, away from the New Year's holiday. This is a really good time to start incorporating those changes into your routine. Like I said, if you can navigate, you know, throwing an exercise a few times a week during the busy holiday season, when things kind of like calm down for a little bit, then when they start to pick up a little bit, you'll be able to be like, okay, I got this. I've done this once before when it was Christmas time. I'm just going to reschedule a few things or, you know, not really reschedule, but just kind of like move a little bit of time here, move a little bit of time there and get my habits in place. So that's huge. Um, you may be thinking like, Catherine, I'm really not buying into this. This does not sound very realistic. So I'm going to break this down for you a little bit. And we're going to really hit on like the two main um, New Year's resolutions that take place. And it's going to be diet and exercise. So first we're going to break down the diet one first. So with diet, there will always be some sort of special occasion. I mean, after Christmas and New Year's, then you have Super Bowl or Mardi Gras time. And like some, you know, especially in the South, like they have the king cakes that will come out. They'll start Valentine's Day. You know, there's candy all over the place. Then you're turning around after those holidays and Easter's around the corner. And then, oh, look, it's Mother's Day. And then it's Memorial Day. And then it's like the Father's Day. And then it's Fourth of July. And then vacation. And then, you know, Labor Day. And then Halloween starts. And then, you know, it just goes from there. There's always going to be a special occasion. So we have to figure out if we really want to have a lifestyle change in, in order to succeed in weight loss, you have to have a lifestyle change. And this also goes for like, if it's just bringing your, and not just bringing, but it goes for if you're trying to bring down, say your A1C or your cholesterol, it has to be a lifestyle change and not just you get to a number that you want to see and then you go back to your old ways. You're going to end up right back where you were. So, you know, coming, bringing this back to the Christmas season and you're going to a lot of parties, but you're not going to a party every single night you're typically your days look a lot the same as they do during the year you you know the office might have a few cookies more cookies and candies around but you know 
the the food companies love us because they're going to find any like I went named all through the holidays. They're going to find anything to kind of like aim at us and you know market it to us because we we go for it and you know we just go. We're like moths to the flame with it. So we have to, you know, it's not going to be your last time to have a cookie at work. So that's one thing to look at. One way to look at it is when you see all these sweet treats at work is knowing that this is not your last opportunity to ever have them. And you don't want to be kicking yourself in the butt when it comes, you know, to New Year's and you've gained weight because of you embellished with your eating, you indulged, indulged, <laughs> sorry, my speech impediment is really like coming out a little bit today. Um, so you want to really reel it in and be like, this is nice, but I don't need this because we want healthy meals through our lifestyle. Because remember, this is a lifestyle change. So start looking at it that way. And, you know, emotional eating, this, you know, a lot of people will talk to me about emotional eating during the holidays because as beautiful as like this season is between Thanksgiving and New Year's, with all the festivities and the beautiful lights and the celebrations, there's also a lot of sadness that happens, unfortunately, because, you know, we think of those that have passed and we miss them or, you know, family members that have moved away and we miss them. So there's a lot of, and then there's a lot of sadness. And then you add the stress of, you know, having to shop and, go to these events and try to fit everything into your schedule that you just feel stressed. And then especially if you have like you work at a company where at the end of the year, things have to be turned in. So, but emotional eating is a poor coping mechanism. Like, like I've said, I come from an emotional eating that led into a binge eating disorder and, you know, being in recovery now for a while, it's, it's easy, definitely like easy to see how people fall into the patterns of it. And even like, even being in my recovery, I have to know like, okay, I did this and I did this, this, and I did this, like, Am I starting to go down a path that I really don't want to go down? And I have to kind of back up and do a bird's eye view, take a few deep breaths and figure, figure things out. So when January 1st rolls around, the stress is not going to completely disappear from our life. We will always have stress and we have to figure out how to manage that. So a few things that like, you know, I'll go into just a couple of how to manage emotional eating and I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Contact me with the website 
And so is taking a break, like have a pattern interrupt. Like, okay, you catch yourself munching on something. I'm going to say nuts because they seem, you know, I have to be really careful with them because they're, they can be triggering. And so I catch myself munching on them when I'm not hungry. I have to take a second to like, okay, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And like zoning in on like those feelings and why you're feeling that way allows you to stop like just kind of like covering it up and being like, okay, like how can I fix this? If it's like a project that needs to be due. Okay. All right. I'm working on this large project. Yes, it's stressful, but let me break it down into smaller steps. So I don't feel like I'm boiling the ocean with this. So do a pattern interrupt. Get up and take a little walk. Even if it's just around your house, you know, neaten up a a coffee table. If your coffee table is like mine, it turns into a catch-all. Neaten it up because, and also science has proven like if you start to organize things, it's a good distractor from saying if you're like, and this is a really good boredom one too, if, if like your emotion is boredom, then it takes your mind, it gives it something to do. You're organizing. You're not focused on munching anymore. If, you know, if you're feeling sad because someone you loved has passed, do something, you you could do something in that moment that helps honor them. Maybe say a prayer or look at a picture of them just to kind of like acknowledge that feeling like, yes, you miss them. And also thinking about what they would tell you in, in, in the moment. So I was doing a a arrangement for my, my uh, grandparents, the husband and wife, my mom's mom and dad. And I was doing like their little saddle arrangements. And, you know, it, it, it tugs at your heart when, because like, you know, you're making it for their grave, that they're no longer here. But when I was doing it, like, I could envision my nanny saying, oh, you're doing such a good job. It looks so pretty, you know, and kind of like giving her a little input. And that, it it warms your heart because then that person feels like they're there with you. And our memories will never, you know, as long as we keep thinking about them, we won't lose them. And there are memories to cherish. So I totally want to acknowledge this. This can be a totally sad time. And I understand that. And, you know, if you see a grief counselor or something, they can also give you ways to cope with that. Because I am certainly not a grief counselor. But, um, you know, that's something that has worked for me. So, also, you know, using grounding techniques, doing some meditation, lighting a candle. So, okay, lighting a candle. I want to mention this. When I was in, in therapy for my eating disorder. I kept like 
hearing like, you know, light a candle. And I was like, oh, like that's going to last like 30 seconds. Like what the heck is that candle going to do? But like lighting a candle, starting a diffuser, diffuser, the senses like can definitely elevate your mood. I want to note though, if you don't want to like light something that's going to be like sweet smelling, that's going to like draw you toward food even more. I personally love like citrus smells, peppermint smells, um, lavender, cinnamon, and like those type because they don't really draw you toward. They're, they're not like you see like the frosting smell or the cookies, you know, candles and stuff chocolate, you know, like those type of things. Journaling is also such a great one. And I was not a journaler before and now I love it. Just give it time. Don't feel silly. You don't have to go back and read them. Nobody's going to read it. You know, and it just feels good to be able to validate your feelings. That's really huge. Tapping also is a really cool tool. Um, anything that kind of brings you back to your senses. So being able to like take a step back and notice that, um, really helps because emotional eating is such a, such a vicious cycle because, you know, you eat because you're feeling blank, but then you feel guilty are upset with yourself, you have regret because you ate blank and then that can stress you out and then you eat more and then it's just like it keeps going on and on and on and then you're just self-loathing. So working on those emotional staring like what could be a very potentially emotional time of year, super helpful. And then getting back to like just a healthier lifestyle, like I mentioned, being able to just stay like with a meal plan and eat like your normal, your normal healthy meals, because like I said, it's not going to be the last time you get to eat a cookie or have candy. They're always there. They're, they're, always aisles yes aisles full of them so and you know if it is something that only comes out like this time of year say like your your neighbor made you pesto bread and then and they only make it at this time of year then you can a go ahead and enjoy it in moderation throughout the weeks. B, you can cut half of it and leave it out and enjoy it over moderation and put the rest in the freezer. So there's like ways to work around it. And so I just want to like, you know, you don't want to be super restrictive on your things, but you don't want to just like go free for all for like these weeks between Thanksgiving and the New Year's holiday. So 
talking about, next we're going to talk about exercise because exercise is one of those things where like, you know, January, the gym is full by February. You can see the tumbleweeds rolling through like it's a ghost, uh, like a ghost town. Like you see in the old Westerns. So being able to fit into your busy schedule that those times that you want to go ahead and start your start your exercise and exercise is a great stress relief during a stressful time and that's also something too with emotional eating like you can get up and go for a walk and take your mind off of it get some fresh air get some cool crisp air in your face and if you incorporate figure out ways to incorporate getting yourself taking care of yourself for a few minutes a few days a week it, during a really busy time, when it comes time to January 1, when things slow down, like I mentioned before, it's going to be easier. And eventually, it's going to start getting busy, especially for parents, like, who have, like, kids and, like, uh, spring sports will be starting up. And there's always, there's always going to have to be an excuse, but we're always going to, so we're going to have to learn how to navigate it and make this goal something we really want to strive for to make it worth our while. Because if it really doesn't mean a lot to us, then the chances are very likely that it's going to go by the wayside and most likely it's just going to end up on your New Year's resolution next year. Let's not do that. Let's conquer our New Year's resolutions this year. I personally feel like if you're taking up a sport, of like say running or walking, hiking. I feel like if you start it in the winter time, you are starting at the best time. My personal opinion. And the reason why I feel this way is because that if you can get yourself to go outside, especially here in Virginia where like some mornings are like low 20s and even lower sometimes, in, or even in the evenings and do the walk or do the run. Once the temperature starts to get better, you're going to be like so primed and like the weather is not going to matter as much to you. And, and once, you know, you'll be, your body will be able to change with the weather. And it's like some, it takes like some good personal grit to be out there. And like, I'm going to, it's cold, but I'm going to be out here. Take precautions, you know, dress warm, bundle up, protect, you know, your nose and ears and don't get frostbite. So I'm not going to go into that because we all know how to use Google and you can Google how, how not to get frostbite. But anyway, if you get gritty with it and go outside and do it when it's cold, then I feel like you get stronger mentally with being able to do that. My personal humble opinion. So, and also... You know, gyms are going to be starting to give some good discounts with, you know, no registration, no sign up, 
you know, there's a lot that happens with, I see the commercials all the time. I personally don't have to worry about it because I am very fortunate enough to have my own home gym. And, but I, I see it on TV. So take the opportunity. YouTube, YouTube is a great resource and you can find things like all over the place um, with time and for different routines. Like the other day, so I have a stationary bike. I'm not one that has Peloton. If you do, that's great. I personally don't because I have a lot of other activities that I do, but I wanted to do like a spin class. I just went on there. I YouTube spin classes, found one that was in the time frame that I wanted to work out and did it. And it it was great. So there are things like that that are very optional. Of course, you have to kind of like look at the person and know, like kind of do a little bit of research to know if they're an actual somebody that you should be listening to because not everybody is equal when it comes to that. So just wanted to talk about starting the New Year's resolutions. Totally hit me up on the DMs or with the contact page on the website. You can also email me at onealtracoach at gmail.com. That's one as in the number one ultracoach at gmail.com. And be sure, like I said, to subscribe to me where you get your podcasts. Also, find me on YouTube. I'm starting to throw out some YouTube videos here and there. And follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Ultra Health and Wellness. All one word, all spelled out. All right. Thanks again for joining. I will see you next week or talk to you next week. Thank you and God bless.